All right, good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Today is Sunday, March 28th, 2021, and there's a fair amount of news to report, probably because uh, we haven't done the news since Thursday. But anyways, let's uh, let's jump right into it. We're going to be covering news from all over the world. So first off, this is basically what's happened in the last two to three days, right? North Korea fired two ballistic missiles into the sea. And from my understanding, that's basically what prompted Joe Biden to say, you know, we're not really afraid or, uh, you know, we don't take the provocations of North Korea seriously. I mean, look, they fired two things into the sea. In my opinion, this is a military slash intelligence um, angle or play here. So, I, I mean, again, I don't know if North Korea is just blatantly shooting part of my English shooting shit into the water. I don't know. I mean, I don't know specifics. I'm not going to pretend like I do claim to know. And if any of you know more than I do, if you're watching on YouTube, then please comment. But anyways, the next thing is that, okay, here's the thing. Excuse me. The, um, the Jim Crow bill in Georgia. This is, this is interesting. And maybe interesting is not even the right word. But anyways, there was a bill signed, from my understanding, having to do with, here's the thing now, I'm going to say this carefully, because I still am trying to figure out the specifics, depending on which side you ask, it depends. If you ask the Democrats, they say this bill is similar to that of the Jim Crow bill, so to speak. And, you know, they try to say the the, the painting behind the person signing the bill also had the... Uh, I don't know, a, a painting of his family's plantation that his ancestors owned when, you know, uh, African-Americans were treated as slaves, which is, again, horrible, horrible. The left will say that it is limiting the ability to vote in Georgia, making it more difficult for people of color. The right, the, the, the right is saying, excuse me, that it has to do with just making sure that when you vote, you know, you have your ID and things like this. And they're trying to just say, you know, it's just to make sure that there's no voter fraud. Honestly, guys, I'm still researching and it depends on which site I read. And I'm, I'm actually, this is a case where for those on YouTube, I may in fact ask you guys for your opinion. The only thing I kindly ask is that we don't get into a bit of a, a ruckus in the comments section because I know this is very controversial, but I think it's very important that we bring it up and it's very important that we understand the full scope of this. So I don't have a personal opinion on it yet. I will give it. I promise you I'll give it once I formulate it. But I just don't know enough about the specifics to say very confidently this is, you know, uh, metaphorically, this is the way that it is, right? So I'm just here to report to you what both sides are basically saying and portraying in the media. Unless I, w I know there was a, from my understanding, a Democratic uh, congresswoman or representative that was also arrested by the sheriffs there for, I think she wanted to see what the bill said specifically. She wanted to get close to the physical table where the bill was being signed. If I'm not mistaken, please forgive me if I'm, if I'm not accurate entirely on that. But she was arrested there too for that. And again, that's all legality and technicalities and stuff. So we'll, we'll see. I know I say we'll see what happens a lot, but this time around we actually have to see because depending on who you ask or what you read or what you watch, it's it's very, you know, the circumstances and the context is different. So I'm just here to report it for now and I'll give my opinion down the road. The next thing is that Dominion, the... Um, the company Dominion, you know, the voting machine and the software and all that is suing Fox News for $1.6 billion. Look, they're suing Giuliani. They're suing Sidney Powell. Again, this is a lawsuit. Very simple. Fox will probably settle. The question is how many people will metaphorically get knocked out before this happens? And what I mean by that is this. Will Fox have to fire more anchors or hosts like they did with Lou Dobbs? In order to, you know, kind of null this over and say, okay, we'll let go of a couple of our hosts. We'll now settle, drop the case. I don't know. I don't know, and we'll see.
excuse me. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. The next thing is that the 180-day UFO report deadline got pushed as expected. Yeah, I called it. I mean, if you've been following some of my Instagram stories, I put up the fact that I expected something like this to happen, which is why I didn't want to get myself hyped up and which is kind of why I've been saying on the live streams too. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I was right. I'm not trying to be like that. But I mean, I was not impressed when they talked about the disclosure bill. Again, I knew something like this was going to happen. And look, I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope something comes out on the day that it's supposed to, but it probably won't according to Senator Marco Rubio. The next thing is, again, you've probably heard about this by now, but the Lil Nas X, so he's a rapper, uh, the Nike shoes from the uh, from the whole Satan thing, or what am I saying, the Satan thing, he's got these Nike shoes, he's got like this commercial, or this commercial music video, excuse me, of him performing very, you know, there's some satanic uh, implications, and actually no, the depictions rather, I would say, in there, and I'm not even going to cover that here, because that has to do with a lot of different stuff that we'll be talking about in the public episode later on, as well as, more importantly, the Patreon episode, so basically, if you want to get my take on that, I don't want to spend any time on that talking about here, because it might even get me banned publicly or something like that, so we'll uh, we'll cover that in the Patreon side of it. But anyways, the next thing is that Vice President Harris can't move, cannot move into her official residence uh, of the Vice President. I believe it is called the um, something Observatory. Damn it, it slipped my mind. But uh, oh, the Naval Observatory. I think that's what it's called. Look, I'm not even gonna look into why she can't move in because this is all basically a headline grab, and I don't care. We have more important things to to report on going on around the world. The next thing is that the Philipp- uh, Philippines deployed their air force as tensions over Chinese ships rise. Look. Again, China's at, at odds with a lot of different people nowadays, and I, I want to bring up something too that the uh, Chinese ambassador to the U.S. I think was on, I believe it was CNN if I'm not mistaken, but we'll get to that in a bit. In terms of the Philippines doing this, look, I, I, from my understanding, unless I'm taking this out of context, if I am, then please forgive me, but they're trying to defend their country. It's simple. They're, they're not trying to say we want war. They're just trying to defend their country, right? And again, I know a lot of Chinese people. I know a handful of uh, Filipino people as well, and they would say the same thing. I mean, we would say the same thing here if there was, you know, there were tensions and, you know, with the over air force or naval ships, you got to deploy sometimes. You got to show a little bit of force. Sometimes you can't always be diplomatic. You got to show a little bit of force. You know what I mean? So that, I mean, I can understand that. The next thing is that, again, it's not the best direction to go in, but sometimes it's it's just the way life is, you know? The next thing is that uh, a suicide attack targeted an Indonesian church. Again, I don't, want, I don't know if this is terrorist related or what have you. I, I don't care to know because, again, at the end of the day, it, we can talk about, you know, oh, this guy was connected to this or that. But at the, ultimately, look, unless we're going to put out the fires, like metaphorically of these people going nuts or being part of terrorist cells and stuff like that, it's going to keep happening all around the world. And you, you, this might be tied in with a, a gun debate or whatever. The way I see it is this, generally speaking, because some people have asked me online, they go, Dave, what do you think about these suicide attacks compared to, you know, the mass shootings with the guns and stuff in the States or, or even other places around the world? Look, the way I see it is this, and this might be a very black and white way of looking at it, and this is just my humble opinion, and I encourage you to have a different opinion from me, or maybe you agree, but the way I see it is this, putting the gun control thing aside, people who want to do bad things in life will always find a way, and that's a terrible thing to say, but it's true. Just like people who always want to do good things in life and give back to their friends and family, they'll always find a way to do positive things. The same goes the other way. We have to stop pretending like that's not the case. 
We have to stop pretending that if we just get rid of this and that or whatever. Look, people die from st- millions of people die a year from stabbings. Millions of people, uh, actually less, but hundreds of thousands of people, even probably less, die around the year from shootings from guns and stuff like that. Uh, putting war aside, like actual battlefield soldier war. In general, though, I have to say, look. It's unfortunate, and the only way to squash the problem permanently is to find some type of resolution that would stop these people from doing it mentally. It's nothing physical. It's mental. We got to stop them from even thinking the thoughts of wanting to join a terrorist cell group or even wanting to go out on their own and make a homemade bomb, strap it to their chest, and blow themselves up. It's true. It starts up here. It starts mentally because if you don't think about it, how are you going to do it? You know what I mean? So anyways, that's just that part is my humble opinion. But I think, we, you know, science can back that up, too. But anyways, the next thing is that violent protesters, uh, a violent protest, rather, excuse me, sparked in Bangladesh, Bangladesh after Prime Minister of India uh, Modi went to go visit. Look, he's a controversial figure. Um, he's considered by many to be a, an ultra-nationalist of India. I could be very wrong here. You know, he gets along well with Putin. A lot of people don't like that. But, you know, look. The people, I mean, I don't know if the election in India was rigged. Some people have told me this, but others have told me the opposite. India is a big country, geographically and population-wise, okay? If, it's very simple, if he's a, a divisive figure, but he got enough of the vote, he got in, he won. But if it was rigged or whatever, that's different. Anyways, my point is this. There's going to be protests no matter what. You can't please everybody. That's the reality of life. You know, whether Republican, Democrat, left, right, centrist, socialist, libertarian, doesn't matter. You can't please everyone. You're going to be damned if you do. You're going to be damned if you don't. You know, if these people didn't protest when he went to Bangladesh, if they really wanted to, they could have sat outside of, you know, the prime minister's um, compound, residence, palace, whatever it's called in India. Pardon, I, I, pardon me, I don't know the exact term that it's used, um, that's used there, but they could protest there too. So I don't, I don't know the difference. But anyways, the next thing, and this is interesting, is that Facebook froze Venezuela President Maduro's page um, for allegedly, uh, quote, spreading misinformation about COVID and violating the rules. End quote. Okay, this has to do with a few different things I want to bring up. Very, very uh, specifically, might I add as well, too. Excuse me. Who is to say? Again, I'm not. I'm. I'm going to sit here and say, you know, COVID's real. COVID's fake. I'm saying it's real for YouTube, and we can talk about that later. But for example. The thing with disinformation, first off, this is a world leader. I don't care if it's Venezuela, developed country, developing, corrupt, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. The point I'm trying to make here is this, guys. When you put out something, a proposal in general, people will immediately brand it as a conspiracy theory or the mainstream media will rather because it goes against their narrative. We all know that, right? But ultimately, one year ago, okay, a doctor, a a, a evolutionary biologist some of you may know of him by the name of brett weinstein and his brother eric more so brett on the biology side eric's a physicist but brett had suggested he was on bill maher recently as well to that and i'll give bill maher credit for this as well that covid may have been curated not created but curated and altered within a lab Okay, and that's why its conditions for being able to, you know, uh, survive indoors is so strong. That was considered a conspiracy theory. Now, it's very possible that's the case. Now, here's the interesting thing. Putting aside the Venezuelan uh, president, 
Facebook, Twitter, Google, you name it, all the big guys were banning and censoring people that were suggesting this, you know, quote unquote conspiracy theory a year ago. But now that former CDC director Robert Redfield says he doesn't have evidence granted, but he does believe it's very possible it could have come from a lab, maybe not originated, but manipulated or curated to become mutated and stronger in a lab to be, you know, sent out to the world or what have you. He said it. And now the mainstream media doesn't ban him. The hypocrisy is ridiculous. But regular people like you and I saying this last year, just trying to voice our opinion on a social media uh, platform, trying to engage in political discourse. All of a sudden we get banned for that. It's ridiculous. The hypocrisy is insane. It's insane. And so that's what I'm saying, especially now. Look, they did it to President Trump. And OK, that's a bit of a different story. Fine. We can. That's debatable. Whatever. They now did it to the Venezuelan president. Who's next? You know what's going to happen? This ban is going to get dropped if the Venezuelan president suddenly makes a mysterious donation to Facebook or something. I'm telling you, you watch how that watch how quickly money gets in the way of this stuff. But anyways, and I, I, by the way, I don't blame the Venezuelan president if he tries to bribe these tech companies to, to you know, let him go back and, and say things about COVID. I don't even know specifically what he posted on Facebook to cause this, but he's the leader of a country. Does he not have the right to speak his mind? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Whether it's true or not, I don't care. Does he not have the right to speak his mind? I don't know. Anyways, the next thing is that Lula, who is the former Brazilian uh, president, I believe, said that Brazil's COVID deaths are the biggest genocide in Brazil's history. He's just trying to basically run again. And I know there's a lot of deaths, there's a lot of problems there. I understand that. And I'm not trying to downplay that. But he's basically using this as a political tool or a political, uh, I guess we could say, um, effect or, you know, I don't want to use the word propaganda, but he's harnessing this in order to be able to uh, get people on his side if he runs against Bolsonaro because apparently Lula is the only one that can truly challenge Bolsonaro and put up a legitimate fight metaphorically in the uh, the upcoming Brazilian election. So anyways, the next thing is that the Sudan government and the SPLMN gave way for peace talks by signing an agreement, which is fantastic. These are the kind of things I like to report on, right? I mean, look, maybe it's a cover or something, but Again, we like to we need to question things, but sometimes I'd like to think if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. You know what I mean? So I, I'd like to think this is legitimate. It's great to see things moving forward. Some of you might say, Dave, how could you fall for that? Look, I'm trying to be a glass half full guy sometimes here. You know what I mean? That so you gotta give me my you gotta give me my one little chance or whatever. Let me have this one. You know what I mean? Anyways, the next thing is that more than thirty million people in the UK received their first COVID jab, and vaccine passports are being considered as a quote short term tool. Um, look, it, it's gonna start as a short term tool, my humble opinion, and then it's gonna lead to well, we'll keep it for some things, then then it's gonna lead to look, everyone's. Base most people are getting vaccinated anyways, and I say that with air quotes. Maybe I do or don't, but. You know, now we're just going to keep it in place. This is the problem with government bureaucracy. Whether or not it's for a bigger goal or just because they become complacent and lazy in the long term, introducing something, it never goes away after that. Most of the time. You know what I mean? And that's the problem that I have with this. Even with temporary vaccine passports, that's ridiculous. In my humble opinion, that's ridiculous. Whether you believe in the virus or not, whether you want to take a vaccine uh, a vaccine or not, that, that's not even what I'm trying to get at here. I'm just saying this limits the right to, I guess we could say... Um, I guess not just freedom of speech, freedom of action, I guess we could call it because it's like saying, oh, if it's cold outside today, everyone who goes outside has to wear a jacket. Most people probably would, but some people won't and they don't get arrested for that. So you know what I'm saying here? Maybe that's a bad example. Maybe I'm not seeing the big picture, but that's that's the way that I personally view it. But again, I'm just 
I'm just giving my opinion on that part. And also in the UK as well, it's a bit of a fun fact kind of thing. A six-year-old boy in the UK found a 488-million-year-old fossil in uh, his, uh, well, his parents, his, his parents' garden, which is pretty neat. Um, the next thing is that Secretary of State Blinken suggested the US will not punish China for COVID. Okay, I don't really want to focus on that, and I'll tell you why. I want to focus on something else that I saw. I think it was the CNN, I think it was CNN that interviewed basically the Chinese ambassador to the United States. Basically, China's been getting so much negative press all over the world. I guess they said, okay, go on CNN and do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? The CCP probably told the ambassador, listen, show face, look good, try to look good or whatever. Okay, there's hypocrisy on both sides here because the CNN host was asking about, you know, the Muslim, the, the slaughtering of the Uyghurs and stuff. The ambassador obviously denied it and said that's basically a propaganda tool and all that. He did something that I found to be pretty interesting, and I'm not trying to divert from what's going on in China. Even in the main episodes, you know we cover this very extensively. The point I'm trying to make here is this. There's hypocrisy on both sides in the sense that he brought up, he at the end of the interview, he said right before the CNN anchor let him go, which is ironic enough. You br Okay, anyways, they, they, um, what I was going to say was that they bring up the... the um, the hypocritical stuff at the end, which they should have done at the beginning to give the anchor time to respond. This was not an anchor that I'm too familiar with from my understanding. But anyways, she seemed to be like a world, a global um, reporter or something. But she goes, uh, she says to the ambassador, what about, you know, the slaughtering and this and that. The ambassador says it's propaganda. She fired back and he goes, listen, if we're going into the past, she brought up something from the history as well. Not just having to do with the Uyghurs now, but... He said, he goes, look, if we're going to the past, what happened to Iraq and the gassing of the Syrian people? That was all propaganda. Those were all innocent people died for that. And then she's like, all right, we got to go by. Now, look, on, I'm going to be consistent here. If we're looking at both sides, both sides are at fault. China for, you know, okay, COVID and, and you know, it depends. Not, not the people, the regime, by the way. Let me make that clear. COVID and for the slaughtering and the genocide of the Muslim Uyghurs, all right? On top of that, too, we have to be fair here. The Iraq war was was nonsense, and both sides admit this now. It's not like it's that's my opinion. I mean, it's basically admitted, right? Now, with that being said, we could argue it's possible they went there for a Stargate or whatever, but okay, that's for the afternoon episodes. The point I'm trying to make here is this. We got to be consistent, and he he was consistent. He, I mean, look, these are two sides that are really just looking at a lot of different things that uh, are both terrible. What, what else is there to say? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's unfortunate. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the, China's always been the CCP rather has been shady. You know, President Xi made himself president for life. But let me just make this clear. This is nothing against the people of the US, the people of China. When I bring up the Iraq war or COVID or the slaughtering of the Muslim Uyghurs, the genocide in China, this has to do with the regimes at the time and currently in place still in China. The next thing is that Let's see here. The USA Today editor was fired for blaming an angry white for saying that an angry white man um, was the one who caused the Boulder shooting. What? Wasn't it? Wasn't the guy? Wasn't the guy a white kid and he was angry? No, like he was like sexually abstinent and that stuff. Unless I'm missing context here, and if I am, please tell me. I don't know why you would fire the editor for that. I don't know why. I really don't. And usually when you say it's over a white person, the media is okay. It's usually when it's a person of color, the media freaks out. And that's another thing too. One of the ways to let go of racism is I think what Morgan Freeman said many years ago, a great quote, just stop talking about it. And I agree. 
I agree, you know, but anyways, that's not even the point here. I uh, Look, unless I'm missing context from this reporter story, I, I don't know what's inaccurate about that. He was a white, uh, white man or kid, 21 years old from uh, my understanding. He was sexually abstinent. He had uh, mental health issues, very frustrated at life, felt very isolated, and very sadly shot up a bunch of people. I, I don't. I, I, I don't know what's incorrect about what that editor said. Like, I don't know. But anyways, the next thing is, and the final thing is that Prince William, and this is ridiculous, Prince William got named the sexiest bald man alive or whatever. What a load of crap. I don't even know which magazine or which outlet named him that. Look, in all seriousness, this is nonsense. This is like, this is the kind of stuff that's just a total waste of time in general, in my humble opinion. With that being said, too, if we want to get a little bit, you know, goofy or whatever, I would definitely put Patrick Stewart as uh, as the best, you know, uh, gentleman, uh, bald gentleman, uh, best looking bald gentleman. Um, but yeah, anyways, I mean, it's just a bunch of nonsense to distract from many other things with the royal family and all that kind of stuff too, right? And I know you might be saying, Dave, what about the evergreen stuff? Look, that's being covered enough in today's episode and Patreon episodes. I don't really want to bring it up right now. I think that ultimately it's up. Apparently, nine to ten billion dollars a day is being lost in terms, of, like in terms of goods being imported because the ship is stuck. Apparently, this is again. I, I do have to say, I stand corrected. I was making a joke about it last week, but it seems like it's turned to, from a joke to literal potential espionage. So, with that being said, I totally made a mistake. I admit that. I'd like to thank some of you who corrected me for correcting me on that. And that's about it. We'll catch all of you for the news uh, tomorrow. Cheers. <laughs>